Good morning. Welcome to Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake, exploring ways to live our lives more fully in this wonderful world. We welcome your calls and thoughts at 242-7800. Conversations with Friends is brought to you on KAOI by Unity of Maui, where the heart is at home. Now, here's your host, Mary Omway. Wow, good morning, Maui. Good morning, Jim. How are you on this I, great day? I am great. It's nice and dry after yesterday's rain and the earthquake. Boy, shake, rattle, and let it rain, huh? Yeah. Let it rain. Well, I have to say, I love the rain. It was very refreshing. You, it, it was sort of like, you know, the, we, we shook us up a little bit on Sunday, and then it kind of washed everything away. And this morning, it feels so clear and clean and fresh and new. I know. And, you know, being a native Californian, I have to say that was the first major earthquake. Uh, really, but here, I don't know what it would have been here, but I really never experienced that directly. I live on the fourth floor. I guess I was always on the ground floor, so I think it might make a difference. And it, it was it, so you were actually from Southern California, so you had never experienced one like that. Well, the thing about um, people who usually in California is it's kind of like people in the Midwest. You know, you watch tornadoes on TV. Well, in the Midwest, people go out to look at them. I mean, <laughs> uh, and uh, in California, unless it, it closes the freeway, yeah, um, pretty much. You know, it's it's just it's so here it was what did they said twenty years since they've had it was this. twenty well it was a six point six and then the one in San Francisco a few years back that did all the damage was a six point eight so there was really wasn't that much difference it's just we were very 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 lucky and obviously we don't have the infrastructure they have Jim. in San Francisco and luck has nothing we but we were blessed and fortunate and you know to, uh, all the calls I'm sure you got them from mm, all the all people the, around the country and yeah. emails this morning I got on and. I said, well, you know, probably the rain might have done more damage. But, you know, I do understand the compassion people feel. My grandsons in Houston, of course, I called them. And here every road is flooded. Mm -hmm. And people did die there. Mm -hmm. And yet they just stay home. They live with it. They flood at least two, three times a year. You know, it's kind of like you you live with the, the elements in the world we're in. But it sure makes us grateful to know there's a grace that carries us along on this side or the other. But, you know, we have a very special program. We need to get on it because we have two special guests today. We certainly do. We have the president, ex officio, from Unity, the first non-Fillmore. He came from the corporate world and stepped into leadership in this wonderful uh, program, this wonderful institution (laughs) called Unity, not a program, and uh, turned it around, I mean, with a lot of prayer and a lot of help, but it was a 100-plus, 120-year-old institution that had really forgotten its its essence and juice, which happens if you don't keep mm-hmm. s- keep open to spirit. So he was the first president of Unity. That wasn't a Fillmore, that, which is like a family. F- other than the people who actually started at the Fillmores. They are the Fillmores, and yeah. then their ch- children and their children mm-hmm. and their children. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in that whole way that they published Daily Word and Silent Unity is 110 years old, that stays, anybody who's in prayer stays juiced mm-hmm. and alive. But the rest, institutions, you know, you get used to it, you hire your friends, you work together for mm-hmm. 20 or 30 years, and you forget that the the call is to spirit, and the call is to be alive and moving forward. And so well, Unity now, they have a whole new retreat program, a whole new university. It's be actually accredited in the process of becoming accredited for ministers. Wow. Um, their publications that How many Unity up, churches are there around? Just under 1,000. Wow, and, that's, and most of them are small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then but, and then now you obviously went to seminary. Do you call it seminary? No, well, we what do you call, call it? it Unity Village because we hadn't been accredited. But yeah. you go for two years yeah. and you live there. Round it's a t- full live-in program. And how many people do they ordain every twenty-five to forty? Okay, every year. Every year, and you yeah. have to go through that program. Now yeah. they have field licensing. We have someone. That we actually have someone back there right now, Heidi Alfrey, who's in the program, mm-hmm. and she's opting out instead of going through the institute. She's going to go through field licensing, which means she works in a church for four to six years, wow. and actually it serves a minister. So getting it in the real yeah. world. Yeah, and so it's, it's exciting time. Well, Tom was at the Vanguard. They built this beautiful uh, spiritual center. It's a wonderful retreat. Anybody who's visiting our island from the Midwest has probably been there, but mm-hmm. it's just beautiful. The grounds are sacred. And uh, I'm going to be leading a retreat there with Michael Beckwith next June. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a great place. But let's uh, we pre-recorded this, Jim, because Tom was in a, a big meeting it couldn't get out of while we're on live radio. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to set this up. This is Tom Zinder. He's going to be speaking at Unity in Maui 
on October 29th. So this is Tom Zender. We thank you all for listening. We'll be right back. Well, we are pre-recording this uh, interview today because it's that important. We're talking to the first president of Unity School of Christianity who was not a Fillmore, who were the founders of this wonderful way of life called Unity well over 100 years ago. Tom Zinder, who is the president ex officio, which means he stepped into Unity, did amazing work, and uh, turned the organization around upside down and, and set it on a positive, progressive footing for the next generation serving God and serving the awakening on the planet. Tom Zinder, we thank you for taking time out of a very full schedule. My pleasure, Mary, always. Tom will be here on Maui. He will be speaking at Unity on October 29th at the 10 a.m. celebration service at the Maui Tropical Plantation. And uh, we're going to be together next week in California in a retreat session working with the Association for Global New Thought, working for the awakening of the planet, supporting people of all spiritual paths. Tom, it's such an honor because I know you're so committed to this great spiritual awakening. It's, uh, it's a byproduct, I think, Mary, of uh, the process that I went through some number of years ago. It's the outflow from my own spiritual growth in a desire to um, bring our world into a more awakened state, a level of higher consciousness, and ultimately sustainable world peace. And, you know, uh, for people who don't know your name, but know your story, because it's it's a fairly universal story. You and your wife, Wendy, both very successful people, both with big salaries and big degrees and working. You as a turnaround artist in, in corporate America, your wife with a Ph.D. in education, working at the leading edge of some of the new technology in education. Um, but you faced a personal crisis. And, you know, sir, a lot of us come into an awakening because we hit a bottom. I'm one of those people. But a lot of people, we find, really were soaring. And then life came along and, and said, hey, wait a minute. And your wait a minute was in the form of your wife's breast cancer, was it not? It was, Mary. It was a couple of things. Uh, in the mid uh, 1990s or so, uh, you're quite correct, Wendy and I were soaring with our lives, our careers. And healthy kids and, and beautiful so home. We lived in Southern California. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you life had was, it, mate. Life was good. Life was good. And I think two things. One, uh, Wendy had a second encounter with breast cancer after a 10-year interval, and that was a shock for both of us. And secondly, I was at a point in my career where uh, larger house, better car, more clothes, more material stuff was no longer satisfying for me. And I was really beginning to question uh, my career path and my life path. So those two things occurred at the same time, mm. and um, I had been reading the Daily Word from Unity since 1985. Uh, with the events that I just described, we did call uh, the Unity Silent Unity Prayer Organization, and we also sought out a Unity Church. We had not attended Unity Churches prior to that time, but we did decide to seek one. Uh, Pretty simply, we went through the yellow pages. We let our fingers do the walking, and I think uh, God was steering our fingers. Well, I just call that carried by grace. Uh-huh. I mean, something in your soul said, okay, time to wake up a little more. Sure. And uh, So we, we did, um, on Easter Sunday of 1998, we went to a Unity Church in Orange County, California, not too far from our home. And um, the minister, Reverend Marge Brett, uh, said something, and I don't even remember what it was, Mary, but it was resonant. Mm-hmm. It was striking. It was, it was mind-catching. And so uh, Wendy and I stayed with the flow, continued our path within Marge Brett's church, and uh, a, very, a very dramatic, very rapid very profound and deep and positive spiritual transformation was ignited for both of us. And, you know, one, it's very good karma to land in any new thought or 
any kind of community that honors the divine that's already there for many lifetimes, whatever spiritual path, the truth of God is within everyone. It's a seed just waiting to, for some miracle grow to grow. But you, I have to say, uh, finding Marge Britt, who I consider the leading uh, unity minister, she happens to be a personal friend, but I do yeah. look to her as my own mentor and beloved friend. Um, I have to say good karma, <laughs> very good karma, and well-earned um, because she is so deeply present to the presence and so aware of this, the spiritual growth, development, and unfoldment and able to meet you at such a high level, which your soul was calling for. And I'm, I'm so grateful that you did respond because um, you were always, always on a, a meteor kind of path. I mean, you must have many lifetimes, you've probably thought about this, done the spiritual work that would have allowed you to hear the call and respond so openly at such a powerful level. I believe that's true. I think it's uh, been true in this lifetime, and um, again, the, the divine seeds within me say that this path is uh, a never-ending a never ending continuation of what had been started uh, karmically uh, many lifetimes ago. So I'm grateful to be uh, at the stage that I'm at, and like everyone, I continue to grow and seek that growth, welcome it, and perhaps what is so wonderful is I'm so aware of it. And, you know, you stepped into an organization that was 100-plus years old, and anyone who's familiar with institutions, you know, they, they all start with this charismatic, dynamic truth. And, you know, whether it's Christianity and Jesus, the filmers picking that up, they caught it so alive that they lived it, embodied it, and began a way of life, not a religion, not a denomination, but a way of life yes. that's so consistent with all of the great spiritual teachers. But as children grow and they have their children and they have their children, it becomes an organization and then an institution, and it got bogged down, and, and it still continued that 100-year tradition of 24-7 prayer, the silence. The strongest suit of unity clearly is silent unity, and you referred to the Daily Word, which is a publication of silent unity. But it's just a reminder, a daily reminder for people all over the world of any faith or no faith at all, that this divine presence, whatever you call it, is always there. And when you activate it with a sincere interest through a taking time every day, through affirming the truth, and today's word, Tom, is faith, happy are those whose faith or hope is the Lord their God, who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever from Psalms. But these founders were so vibrantly alive, and unity had kind of gotten bogged down in maybe the organization, and you came in, and I always feel like, you know, when I say, what, what does a turnaround artist do? They kind of take that eight ball, and they hit those balls, <laughs> kind of stagnant, and they go flying. And, of course, when they go flying, there's all kinds of seeming chaos. And uh, those who don't need to get caught up, but I think this, the question for all of us is to remem remind ourselves that when we're called to something greater, it may look like turmoil or, or um, chaos for a while, but there's a greater truth really emerging. And we were back at Unity Village just a few months ago, and we saw the seeds you've planted. We saw the harmony. We saw the resonance. We saw the dynamic aliveness. And I... I feel so honored because a woman who came out of a community that I was off on, honored to serve is now stepping in the first woman president that's not a Fillmore. So, you know, it's, it's just an amazing time. But the beautiful thing is as you gave your gift and did your work, all the time Spirit was preparing you for this greater work. And that's what I want to talk a little bit about. I know you're going to be speaking on Sunday the 29th, but you've been called with a passion to this global new thought work, but also to the Middle East. I've watched you. I've watched the way you've responded. You have taken some trips that were, were not going to make the five-star list. You've gone into the Middle East and <laughs> stayed in some places that don't have hotels or running water or a lot of things, and, and you've been called to that. So, you know, and I, I only share that for people listening because the waves of our life, once you surrender to spirit, and I know what Marge taught you was once you accept God's plan as the one function you would fulfill, there's nothing else that won't be arranged for you. I think there must be something in your heart that says, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, because that is true. Won't be arranged for <laughs> us with, uh, uh, without our effort. Yes. And that has come true. It, it was true of my time with unity. Absolutely. It continues to be true, and it's absolutely unfolding again. 
in this peacemaking work with um, the Association for Global New Thought and Harvard University and others. So um, it just seems, Mary, that um, that there's another unfoldment taking place in me. It is definitely uh, the work of spirit. I am surrendered to it, and I am I am delighted to be part of this peacemaking work, particularly in the Middle East, and in about two to three weeks or so, uh, I and others will be going back to south-central Turkey and then down through Syria, Jordan, and Israel to meet with uh, clerics and academics from the three families of Abraham, being Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. And what a joy it is to do that work and to know that the outcome uh, uplifts all of us, that region. Uh, and many of us believe that when peace is created in the Middle East and the Holy Land, that will set up an energy wave of, of peace that will spread throughout our globe. And I'm so, I am so, um, you're, you're right, I'm passionate about it and I'm very pleased to serve that. And, you know, one of the, just a, a pause, is that sometimes as we live our lives, and now that I'm in the grandmother phase and moving it through the sixth decade, is looking back, you notice that there is a divine flow and a divine purpose. And, and looking back at the preparation, you were a single dad, you raised th- two really great sons as a single dad. Is that right? That's true, Mary. And then married this gorgeous, drop-dead, beautiful woman with probably as smart as you are. Smarter. Well, yeah, be humble. <laughs> it was probably true. And, uh, and and created this life and, and continued to grow and unfold. And, and it always revol- requires a letting go of the the greater uh, of the good to get to the better. And, you know, you had that great life in Southern California. You had to let go of that to go to this place in the Middle West, middle west Midwest, <laughs> yeah. and, and there go through the, the change. Anybody that's gone into a corporation where there's a huge change knows what that brings. And, and out of that now into the Middle East, one of the top, you have to keep letting go of one thing for the greater good to come. That is so important for people to understand. But once you surrender and you bring all your gifts and all your passion, there's nothing God can't do through you. And, and that's why I'm excited that you're going to share with our congregation. But I do want you to describe this Abraham project just a little bit more because it's exciting. You know, here on Maui, we're one of the most diverse cultures on the planet, Tom, and we're in the middle between east and west. We're just about, you know, when you remember 20, 30 years ago, all of the um, journals that came out east to west, you know, where it was just a new idea. And now, of course, it's so much a part of our culture. We don't think about it. But Maui, we're sitting right in the middle of it, you know. And so we have this incredible, diverse ethnic culture that isn't Judeo-Christian so much, you know. I mean, it's balanced. And so um, it's a very different culture here. Um, but in the Middle East and in all of us that come through the, what we think of Western civilization, this has been an ongoing struggle. And those dramas and amazing struggles in the Middle East are so ancient and they're reflections of this unresolved conflict within ourselves. I mean, we're all part of, all of us that are Western Europeans, certainly, are part of the Abraham culture, you know, and, and I've never, ever understood anti-Semitism. I mean, Jesus was a Semitic. Jesus yes. was Jewish, never renounced it, never yes. gave it up. How could anyone, anyone that calls himself a Christian not love? that tradition because it's all so much his i mean i've never understood that tom i never. think i think at the at the core of the challenge mary uh has been um, has been a lack of understanding about the difference between religion and spirituality uh-huh. and i would say that the conflicts that we speak to uh, which are absolutely centuries and millennia uh, old from their beginnings, are based upon religious dogma. Mm-hmm. And so as more and more people get in tune with uh, spirituality, we begin to understand that history and, and what's been going on. And we seek spirituality. Uh, spirituality, religion may drive us apart, spirituality brings us together. So 
so what what is happening with uh, the Abraham Path Project is is really multifold. Uh, it is based upon interfaith dialogue with clerics and lay people from uh, the three faiths that emanate from Abraham: Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. And so this will be the third meeting in the Middle East um, with both Orthodox and non-Orthodox Jewish rabbis and lay people, uh, with Christian priests and ministers and lay people, and with uh, Islamic imams, their clerics and lay people. And uh, within these three meetings, there are people from uh, Turkey, Pakistan, from Syria, from uh, Jordan, from Israel, from Palestine, who are increasingly joining together because they understand that the positive energy that they have for each other and the love they have for each other, which our media really doesn't fully portray, is causing them to bond and is causing uh, an uplifting of a consciousness of peace. And at the same time, um, the Abraham Path Project also has uh, an economic underpinning, and that's really important. I remember seeing a statement a couple of years ago from a 1970s, a 1970 Nobel laureate winner, Niels Borlaug. And I have to paraphrase it, but basically what he said was, if you want to cultivate the fields of peace and justice, you must also cultivate the fields of wheat meaning that it's difficult to have and sustain peace when people don't have uh, enough to eat, enough to uh, wear um, a roof over their heads and so forth. So I'm delighted to be part of this because at its core it is a spiritual principle at work to uh, bring about peace through our own inner peace and extending that outward and then also to be spiritually active in our communities by doing those things that will uplift humanity as we as we elevate our spirituality. Well, Tom, the vision of the Abraham Walk, if I'm correct, is with the Harvard, um, what is it, Conflict Resolution? What, what's the name it's of their, their school? they got a it's fancy their name. Global Negotiation their Project. Their Global Negotiation Project. Mm-hmm. They asked the Association of Global Thought to be one of the partners. Jimmy Carter came on, and, and lots of people are working because this is with the heads of these organizations as well as the lay people. Yes. And it's the walk from where Abraham actually heard the call of God to leave his old country. And we see that map on CNN all the time. It's the most volatile, perhaps the most um, unsafe region in, in the world. Yes. And the project is a to set up a sacred walk, much like these great walks that people take out of Spain. There's several of these great walks. It'll, they're, they're designed, I understand, to be you could either walk it or they're going to have um, bed and breakfast type hot lodging where people will walk and take the same journey that Abraham took down through Syria and where is it you go through Turkey and down into Iraq and the where he took the walk into the land of milk and honey where he took that physical walk and by putting in um, actual a place where there's millions of people will eventually walk it every year and take it every year it will set up a productive financial revenue stream source that will allow them to sustain it. And with the one of the thoughts is you're not so likely to blow up something that's doing that, bringing you the wheat, bringing you that the food, true. bringing you that. So it's a, it's a huge, important vision. And, you know, it's so important we understand. I remember as a brand-new minister and the AIDS epidemic was flourishing and people who were diagnosed with AIDS died within a few sometimes months, but within a year. It just went right through organizations. It broke hearts. And I remember Tom standing there and saying, we will see the end of this disease. We will see it. And I was so excited to share with the congregation that they've got down the treatment for AIDS down to 40 cents a day, thanks to Bill Clinton's global initiative and thanks to George Bush checking in. So let's give them all a standing ovation because, you know, it takes everybody working together. And God bless Bono and uh, Bobby Shriver. But 
but we're going to see peace in the Middle East. And, yeah. you know, you're doing your part, and Maui was fortunate. We, we have a thing. Somebody came and wrote a little song called Children Singing for Peace, Tom, and I hope I'll give you a D- CD and a DVD. And this beautiful woman, Don Ferguson, has traveled the world recording children in their native languages singing a simple song, Peace, 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 yes. Peace. We are children singing peace. And one of the most touching ones is when she goes into an Israeli school, goes into a Palestinian children school, and then they come together to sing, Peace, 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 Peace. We're children singing for peace. So I bless you for doing your work at a global level. I bless everyone today who prayed for peace and who was kind to one person <laughs> that they might not have been kind before because it does start inside out. Tom, we're so excited that you would. I know it's 8.30, 9 o'clock there in Kansas City, so thank you so much for taking time. How's your weather? Our weather is not like Maui weather today. Oh, we, we've we got a big enjoyed, storm. We have enjoyed a delightful prior week of gorgeous <laughs> autumn weather here, but today it's a, a more of a Midwestern, oh. cooler, slightly rainy day, but... Uh, I uh, I look forward to my visit oh, tomorrow. Oh, Tom, we had a huge storm here. It got down to 73 degrees. Yeah. I, I actually got a sweater out, although I had to take it <laughs> off. It was too hot. But, Tom, I looked ahead in the Daily Word, and I always do, and on October 29th, which is the Sunday that you'll be here, the Daily Word is, and this one's for you, well done. Blessed by the riches of God's kingdom, you made wise use of your spiritual resources. And his Lord said unto him, well done thou good and faithful servant and nobody deserves that um standing ovation than tom zinder tom you're a wonderful friend and a good friend to anyone who cares about peace and awakening on the planet bless your heart mary we love you and uh we are also very grateful for the work that you do well unity of maui is committed to this great awakening and we don't care what name you call god just call love and let it bring forth you in your life see tom zinder at unity church at maui tropical plantation he'll be sharing his wisdom it'll be a beautiful service and we'll be right back with conversations with friends Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community and invite you to join us in Sunday morning celebration at 10 a.m. at the Maui Tropical Plantation in Waikapu. Unity also offers children's church and nursery services. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. It's the annual Festa Italiana, the Unity Church annual Pando Raise, with great gourmet Italian food. And you can bring your own wine, huh? Eh? Music, awesome auction items, and your friends and family. Unity is putting the fun back in the Pando Raising, Saturday, October 21, from 5 to 9 p.m. at the Kihei Community Center. Come enjoy Festa Italiana, because life is a good holiday time. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's premier mortgage company. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. Talking to Tom Zinder halfway around the country. What a beautiful soul. And he'll be here on on the 29th. I guess we've said that in the other, but down at the Maui Tropical Plantation. And we're excited. And we do invite people, if you'd love silence, uh, that we do spend 20 minutes in meditation from 930 to 950. And then a big celebration service. But, you know, Jim, I'm just so excited. We've had Myrna Stone and Real Estate Maui Style Magazine as one of our sponsors the past month. And it's such a great magazine. It's the best real estate magazine for sure on the island. It's great not only because of the pictures and the ads and you get to find out who's who and figure out who you want to work to. Right. It's not just a bunch of pictures of houses. You can actually look at the realtors. and good quality articles. Well, that's right. This one is, of course, one of our favorites. You and I 
both love movies. Yeah. And the films are made here right on Maui and Maui style. Um, Every month they they focus on something that's important to Maui. And this one is, this month is films from the heart of Maui. I mean, that's worth going over to Long's and picking it Mm -hmm. up because it's just first rate. Mm -hmm. And you learn something new that's really valuable. For those of you who are visiting here, it's a great thing to take home and dream about when you can come back and buy something. And for those of you who live on Maui, it's so great to work with great people. So we do send great blessings to Myrna Stone. It's a great magazine. It's called Real Estate Maui Style. Pick it up anywhere all those magazines are. This month's cover, October cover, has a gorgeous picture of uh, Mount Haleakala on it. And it's a real piece of art itself. Yeah. You know, she, she always picks real artists to do it. You can also go on um, Maui-Style.com. Maui-Style.com. Dot livingmaui.com. Those are two different mm-hmm. one livingmaui.com or maui-style.com. And, and just look, check it out. And so we thank you, and we're so grateful. You know, we just love to talk to people who live their passion. That's one of the reasons that so many people enjoy this program. And you're pick, thanks to you and your iPod and <laughs> website and everything, we're picking up listeners from all over. But we talk to people about who are doing what they really love. And when people talk about what they really love, it's amazing how easy it is for it's them just, to share. They just share. It just it just flows out. In fact, we we often run out of, way out of time <laughs> before we w- run out of things. And our next guest, Myrna, Myrna, <laughs> Mayla Makana. I've got the M's, got going. The M's Mayla going. Mayla Makana. She's just returned from a three-week retreat with, with the abode in uh, Omega, Massage, Institute. Omega Institute. Ah, that's a beautiful them. place. Yes. You get to see any you of the fall colors? New York, I did. Took many, many pictures of all the colors and the leaves. I stopped every every time I saw something. Colorful leaves, huh? Yes, yeah. hadn't seen it in years. Oh, whoa! And you've got still got a little bit of that New York accent, <laughs> just a little bit, Mela Mankana. <laughs> but you spent time with a Sufi meditation. Yes, I did. Yes. You want to tell us just a little bit about that before we get into <sighs> your next next great idea? Well, we started at seven a.m., went till ten p.m., had two fifteen-minute breaks. We sat in silence. Did you eat? We did. We broke for lunch, broke for dinner. Oh, yes. Okay. How many but people were in silent? the group? About 130 from so all over the world. Just that power of being in, a, in the oh, silence with yes. all those souls. And this is the first time that people from different paths of Sufis were invited. How many to, paths to of Sufism room? are there? Sufis are like Christians. Methodists, really? Catholics, Baptists. <laughs> oh, yes. The fundamentalists, no the far right. You can't only the men on one side, the girls on another. <laughs> really? Only Sufis can meditate here. But the, <laughs> yes. the, yeah, we, isn't it funny that every tradition, Hinduism has it, Buddhism has it. Um, you know, Judaism we, has we, it, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and it's amazing as you just evolve, you start to see they're all right. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> all right. Ken yes. Wilber says... Everybody's right. Some people are righter than others. <laughs> <laughs> and what makes you righter is just that you have a bigger space f- for the tent for everybody to be right. I, I think that's really one of the definitions is that you that you find that awareness that God is so great mm. that it provides a direct path for you. Yes. Whoever you are, God loves so much that you don't have to look outside your tradition unless you're guided to because God's right there. It doesn't right, matter yeah. what church you're in or what synagogue. God's right there. Or are you surfing? doesn't matter if you're hiking. doesn't matter if you're changing your baby right now while you're listening. God's right there. And, and that's, this moment is sacred, and I'm sure that gets that's so exactly heightened. exactly how I felt, yes. Well, you still have that glow, darling. And you're going to be teaching a class on transitions down at the Senior Center. And I saw it. That's why I called you up because oh. I saw the ad for it. And Mela, all of us go through transitions. You know, my brother just died, but there's all kinds of transitions where you're ill or you've lost certain uses of your body part. And I saw an amazing program of our wonderful veterans coming back, the 27,000 that have been lost body parts, lost parts, the use of their body in the way they used to do it. And they've had to learn who they are with with a different body that looks different, feels different, doesn't respond. So I just acknowledge you and honor you so much. I know this class is focused towards surgery, but transitions are transitions. All are they the not? same, yes. So can you tell us, um, what does your preparation for surgery class or preparation for transfer transition look like? Well, this class is preparing your body, your mind, your spirit, your home, and your family for the p- 
changes that are taking place mm-hmm. and to then prepare that, you to make... This is specifically for surgery, what you're doing right now, or is it all sorts of transitions? All sorts of transitions. Okay. If you are blessed enough to know something's coming, yeah. you can prepare. It's like when you know you're going to have a baby, but you have twins. <laughs> so you, you already got enough for what? <laughs> But, you know, and some of the transitions are like that. You actually know it's coming. Surgery is coming. Um, you prepare even for your own death if you, you know, have yes. the wisdom to do it. Well, and the Sufis say you prepare for your death every day. Die daily and resurrect now, long before you leave. I think every tradition teaches that because it makes this moment precious. Yes. But it also is a great blessing to the relatives and the executors, those who come behind you. When you, If you really love your family, I guess this is an aside, a little pause on your transitions, but we're all going to pass from this body temple. And if you don't have a will and you don't have your duck in a row where people could come in and this is what I want my service to be like, mm-hmm. this is where you find all my insurance and my stuff. If you don't have that taken care of, it means that people who love you, and I'm doing this with my brother right now, and I love him so much, and he did leave his house pretty much in order, but I had to go looking for everything at the very time my heart was broken. Uh, so it's, it's, it's the greatest blessing. I get chills thinking about what my dad did before he passed when he was diagnosed and, and knew that he wasn't going to make it. He would get up early in the morning, and, and people who are sick you know, tend to have very erratic sleep schedules. He would get up and create all these lists that I still that I totally relied on when he when he passed and and still look on as the most loving gesture do this one step one step two step three step and it's I mean, it's sort of you look at it and you can be hmm, well, he's very but it's the most thoughtful uh. gentle generous thing you can imagine because it's just exactly executing against what you want and it was beautiful about that too Jim because I know you went back there for three months three very cold months because yeah. I would talk to you and I had to do the radio <laughs> program without you uh, but you went back there and cared for your father in the final months of his life and you got to be with him rather than dad tell me how to do this dad right. tell me how to do it. he took care of it right and he would get up early thing. in the morning and I, you know you could hear one or two in the morning which is what a lot of people who are, are sick do and just that gen- that caring that he put together by writing these things mm-hmm. in his hand and I still have them and mm-hmm. I was look, going through some files this weekend and I just treasure looking at the, mm-hmm. the g- generosity and the care that he put mm-hmm. into putting those uh, Well I feel he's right together. here Jim and he's so proud of you I just felt <laughs> I got God bumps when you were, we were talking about him um, but let's just take a basic thing let's say you are going in for surgery or you do have, how do you prepare your house? Well, let's get real basic. All, yes, basics let's uh, Make some soup. Make your favorite dishes if you can. If you can, have a friend come over and help you and freeze them. Mm. When you're not feeling well, you want your own comfort food. Oh, I never thought That's of that. That's a brilliant that. idea versus a okay, can of soup. Haagen-Dazs, <laughs> fill the freezer. <laughs> in the freezer. Easy for, you. <laughs> <laughs> easy for me. <laughs> ben and Jerry's, if you, you know, Ben and Jerry's works for me too. I'm not. I'm not really any specific. premium ice cream. <laughs> yeah. But I like the idea. Sorbet is good. Sorbet, okay. So I like the idea. So you so you actually just prepare foods that you can easily reheat in a microwave or, or toaster oven later on. That's a great yes. idea. Something you love. Yeah. And what a great idea. Prepare your kitchen for, for the stranger. Prepare your kitchen for someone that has not been in your kitchen uh. before. The last thing you want to hear is, well, where's the pot for this? And where do I find this? And when you're in pain, you can't think that fast and All you right. don't want to be bothered. Yeah. So I say empty a big drawer in the kitchen. Put everything in that one drawer that you think that person will need. Mm, that's uh, brilliant. Put a couple pots to the side and that's it. Simple. How, how beautiful. Yeah, And that would be you know, we do that for when guests come. I always think, mm-hmm. okay, what do they need? You know, there's shampoo and this, mm-hmm. all the things, the toothpaste. I always keep all that extra in the guest bathroom because haven't we all traveled? And Especially these days. Well, you couldn't take this stuff on the <laughs> well, airplane. Well, it is. At my, well, I stay because I go to see my mother once a month. So yeah. I stay at my friend's house in California. And, she, you know, she has... Um, dementia for 14 years now so I actually have everything in her bathroom and the reason I do is precisely because of the airplanes I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't get the shampoo on and the gel so now I just went out and bought it and leave it there and I thought why didn't I do that eight <laughs> years I've been going for eight years now once a, once or twice a month I know I know trying to make sure it doesn't spill over but what a good idea to, to plan ahead and when you're feeling good yes is the time to do this because you're absolutely right when you're on drugs and the pain and you just feel yucky. And then the idea of being able to taste something that you made with love mm. and will just warm your heart. Mm, okay, what else yes. can you do to prepare? 
Well, make make some forms. Um, no, what do you mean by that? Well, you want to form the check-off sheet to, that you took your medicine. Ah, okay. <laughs> you may not remember. Did I, didn't I? Da, 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 da. Then that's so a, true. A little you know, we check. hear about these people that overdose, and I'm sure so many of them, you mm-hmm. just, you get so out of it. And that's the pain a, that's another thing you. my yes. father did. Again, he was meticulous in that, and you just, a, a legal sheet, and, and you know, what time you take the medicine, then check it off. That's, yes. that's great. So yes. make it easy, make it because easy. that's not where your mind is Bring when you're coming home from surgery. And, and what about making it comfortable for people that will come in, and, you know, so they do have a place to sit when they're going to visit you, or they do have a place to rest if they're going to sleep overnight to make sure you're okay. Yes. To think about that, their comfort, as well as your own, mm. is a wonderful thing, too. I would include whomever, your family members, a caregiver, uh, if you're having one, or uh, whomever, or your best friend, whomever is going to be there with you uh, to organize that, that Mary's going to come on Monday, Susie will come on Tuesday, uh, Bob will come Wednesday afternoon, mm-hmm. and... Sure, you want company, you want a lot of company, and you want them for a short period of time. Right. That's something for people to pay attention to when you visit hospital or you come by, very much with men. Sometimes men don't even want you to come by, (laughs) just make sure your needs are met. But but any time you visit someone in the hospital, be very aware that you may have driven a long way to see them, and, and you're bringing your presence, and that's a gift. But they're, they are using all their energy to heal. And to sit there when they're sleeping is a beautiful thing and pray with them. But don't sit there and talk and talk and talk and talk. They don't even have the strength to ask you to go. So mm-hmm. be mindful exa- of that. They don't have the, they feel it's rude. So, the, you know, you can just feel the exhaustion come on. So, mm. yeah, that's very thoughtful. Coming in with, with love and enthusiasm mm. and breathing consciously mm. uh, means so much. You, you don't have to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, some of us still speak, <laughs> but breathing, <laughs> we we actually put a sign on our church office where we have so much activity, and there's like Unity Central, Grand Central Station, and so the, it says on the door, uh, you're entering a, a sacred space, please take a deep breath and enter quietly, because it's just, people are so excited to get there, they would just, and we'd have <laughs> eight people in a little tiny room, and the <laughs> first one, last one in has to, you know, greet everybody, and there's people actually trying to work, so we just, <laughs> and one of the things was breathe deeply, breathe deeply. So yeah. those are things that, um, Amelia, that you do to prepare the house and, and forms and stuff like that. What do you do to prepare your own body? Depending on your belief system. Uh, use meditation, prayer, massage, acupuncture, tai chi, walking, aquasize. You want you want movement in the body. Uh, you also want communication in the body. And tell me more about that communication in the body. Either prayer or meditation will take you deeper within, and you will be able to communicate or hear the communication in your body. Mm-hmm. What's your body want to tell me? Both. Yeah. What does the body want to tell me? What do I need to do? What do I need to let go of for the next step in my, in my transition period? And I found the most important thing that I had to learn was I can speak to the body part that is affected, but I need to ask every other body part to please give this body part extra care, extra love, and come together and assist. And before I did that, I couldn't get my last operation. I was approved, flew to Queens, and they refused me the next day. And I had to go home, and I realized that I had more work to do. And I did the work, and when, when I knew I had done the work, I felt the, the operation had taken place in the heavens. And, you know, Mayla, w- many people listening, Mayla McConaughey has been so active in many, many parts of the island. Many people know you. Some people listening do not know that you had a car accident and yes. you were in a body cast, is it correct, nine months? I was in bed for 11 months. 11 months. I was on a bedpan for 11 and a half months. Taking a totally independent woman to total dependence was a stretch for my a ego. Humbling, <laughs> darling. But so many people helped you. And so from yes, that yes. and you know, this wonderful compassion team that you lead at Unity Church of Mary, so many people on your team 
came to it because they came through their own very challenging situation. And from that, you you speak from someone who really knows. Yes. And and you you walk and you're healthy. And I remember when your goal was just to walk without a walker. <laughs> then it was just to be able to walk in. And now you're dancing and you're That's in that true. It's, the she's total dancing. yeah the total f- flow and healing. But that that the body temple needs to know that all parts are affected, even though they're doing surgery on one or the other. And the healing process. Yes. It takes so much energy. People forget that. That, that, You know, that's why I'm so grateful for pain medication. Because when you're healing and you have to handle pain, uh, you don't have anything left for the healing practically. So I praise God for people that came up with how to wipe out the pain a little bit so the body can actually heal itself then you got to deal with the addiction get over that but it's so important it's just so important to honor that another thing that i remember mela because i had a short stint was that you, when you're in bed all day you need to change your sheets a lot more often oh, yes. and so you, if, if you could ahead of time prepare several sets so when people come in when you get up or whatever they can do it real quick and real fast you know that that was um something that you might need to change them every day if yes. you're sweating and, and it's very different than once a week or however many times people do it. But I do mine once a week. I'm giving it all away now. But, <laughs> you know, people, it's not like a hotel. You change the sheets every day at my house. But Whatever do you guys, you're Do you change your sheets every day? No, we do not change our sheets every day. I was, I was going to go into my long diatribe about uh, high thread count sheets, but I will. I love them. Make sure that, you know, the more comfortable the sheets are, the, the better the experience then. is. And, you know, you can so get 1,000 thread count sheets now for less than 100 bucks. Yeah, I Thousand, thousand thread yeah. count sheets. Um, yeah. if, you go, if you know where to shop online, I'll tell you later. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. So there, you can get some good stuff, and that and that's the way to pamper yourself. It's sort of like what you were talking about, making food to to love yourself. There are yes. things you can do that will, even though you're you're bedridden or you're not exactly as mobile as you'd like to be, things that will just make it much more comfortable. These are wonderful suggestions. Mm-hmm. Bring in color. Color is so powerful and helps. Mm. Now, let me ask you this. When is this class? It's coming up, isn't it? It's uh, Thursday at This Thursday. Yes. Okay, now, this is the, the, if anybody doesn't know about the Senior Center, it's open to anybody over 50. Kelnoa Senior Center. And it's down there near Spreckleville. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you are like my age, they offer day and night line dancing, ceramics, weightlifting, all kinds of classes. Kalihi Richelle is doing a special thing, which is one we're on the air, Jim. I, I called was gonna, yesterday. Are they so sold I'm, out? I'm number 35 on the oh, waiting wait, list. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, I, I was going to bug out because it's <laughs> right during the program, oh, Jim, but right. I, I well, didn't. Well, that's commitment. <laughs> but, yeah, Kelly or Rochelle's out. But they have great, they, t- they, they take movie nights, and there's one in the West Maui. Yeah. And so, Mela, but tell us how to get there. Is, is it just a love offering, or is it a dollar, or is it it's no a, charge? It's or? a love offering yeah. or a dollar, either one. Right, we are we are the best in the country. It's a couple amazing. months ago, they had uh, people from the mainland and from Canada come to look oh, at there's our. There's nothing like it, center. and it's right here. It's for everybody, and you see all of Maui, all the ethnic groups of Maui there, and yes. it's beautiful. Mela yes. McConaughey, kind of tell us one more time what time and where is the class? Eleven a.m. this Thursday at Kelnoa Senior, and they can center. just come. Just come. Wonderful. Best to call and let them know. Okay, but just but come. There'll can, be a place. You can get there. Yes. Okay, Thank we've been Thank talking you. with Mela McConaughey and we bless you. She's the past board president of Unity Church of Maui. And we have one of your former friends, uh, not former <laughs> friends, former ba- board members, Don Gross, who's on the line. He's parading around church on Sunday morning as Caesar. In a toga. In Hi, a Don. Toga. We're Hello. Talk- hey, I hear Festa, the best of Festa uh, live auction, silent auction, s- Italian dinner this Saturday at Kihei Community Center. You guys have really been rocking and rolling. And at 5 o'clock, 5 to 9. Okay. And we've got, I uh, looked at the list, there's 444 auction items. In no, the I just brought in a framed David Lee, 445. A framed David oh, Lee. Okay, 445. And I've got a couple doctors uh, faxing over, one of the best doctors on Maui faxing over a, 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 a treatment, um, sports medicine. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. what are we giving? We're giving away We're giving away medicine. Free, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Free, That's fantastic. Yeah. So there are all these great things, and it's a silent auction. Right? And a live auction. And a live and auction. The live auction is always entertaining. And um, how do people, where do people go? What's what's well, the deal? they just come down to Kia Community Center, and it's free. Mm-hmm. Um, if they choose to, they can get a $12 Italian dinner on, uh, also, and um, it's 
fabulous. So you don't have to you don't have to come for dinner, but please do. And then the music there's great free musical entertainment. Oh yeah, we've got uh, a great um, music lined up for enjoyment. Um, it's going to be on the Italian way, so you want to you want to, uh, and we're going to have some sing alongs too. So if you want to do a little sing along with uh, Italian. Uh, singers there, we, you can do that too. Well, with over 400 and almost 50 items, what are some of your favorites that people can... Uh, uh, I, I want the Four Seasons, Don. <laughs> so two nights at the Four Seasons? Two nights at the Four Seasons. Yeah, we do. We've and got then, some spa treatments. Then we have um, Ram Dass dinner for two, uh-huh. a lunch for two. With, I think that's kind of something that Mary's got her eye on. Oh, man. Mary Don't make me fight the, for it. Mary tends to bid up all these things. <laughs> there's some great jewelry. I've seen that. So there's and art, there's, jewelry. There's art, lots of art, lots of artwork and jewelry. And um, Any furniture this year? There's going to be furniture, yes. Um, you know, I don't know the pieces. They're, they were going to go pick them up um on Friday, uh, okay. so because they're, they have to be picked up. And, so a little uh, bit, of, a little bit of everything: hair services, salon treatments. This is just an amazing thing. Massages, yeah, yeah. The best haircutters yeah. on Maui, and oh, uh, uh, voice lessons. I mean, anything. Voice lessons. Oh, yeah. You know what? Uh, Wayne Steele is going to have uh, lessons to play poker. Oh, too. now that would be a fun thing. Poker. <laughs> Wayne Steele is a professional poker player, and they have so much fun. There's so much. Don, you guys have done such a great job. Uh, I have to say that uh, Sandy Jean and her uh, producing uh, the team uh, purchasing, uh, they've just gone overboard. Well, Don, your good karma must be coming back. You've done so many great things with the season for peace and nonviolence, which will launch as soon as Festa's (laughs) over. (laughs) Your good karma, because you surely got an exciting and wonderful team. Uh, There's a uh, for children. If you uh, bring your children, we would love you to call just to make sure we have enough. But we have a movie and dinner, $7 a child. They now have a, a, great, a private room a for them. That's a great babysitting service. Yeah, you won't, get a chi- <laughs> you won't get a couple hours of babysitting for $7 <laughs> plus an Italian dinner for them and a movie. But do call 242-9327 just so we can make sure we have plenty of uh, yeah, child care right. experts. But it's going to be great. Um, Fest has always been big. We tell everybody if you're visiting, you will meet great people. You'll have more fun. We always have people... We actually have one person who flies in from the mainland every year because they've had Oriental rugs. They've had just the artwork. We have Lassen. We have David Lee. I mean, the Dolphin Galleries. I have my house and furniture as a result. It's a fantastic thing. So it's this Saturday, October 21st, starting at 5 p.m. at the Kihei Community Center. And if you need directions or anything, just call the church. Right. You'll see the signs, but it's right there at Lapoa. Big community center. Tons of parking. You can't miss it. Kihei. The live auction, Don, what time is that? Because the we live auction goes fast. Seven. seven o'clock. It goes fast. So um, you want to get there for it because the items are great. Then the festa. And you do need to bring your own vino because. Um, if you want to. If you, you want to, yeah. Then. I'm going to bring. You know, they have a, ch- a chocolate. Oh, this is the best thing. You <laughs> didn't tell me about the chocolate oh, fountain. Chocolate fountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chocolate fountain. I mean, it's just fun. A big open well, space. The, Meet uh, the best people on Maui and, and the best prices. I mean, you get you get things that are amazing that so are really valuable. Is going to be doing the uh, chocolate fountain to raise money to go to California for the peace train. For the peace train, yeah. And be at Agape. Don, we thank you for everything you're doing. Yeah, we got to say goodbye, honey. we got 15 lot, seconds. Mention some of where the tithe money is going. Well, it's going to go to Feed the Children in Africa and here on Maui. Some great projects. We surely thank you. Festa, have a blessed day. You deserve it, and we'll see you Saturday and Sunday. Aloha.